Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Everything Under the A Umbrella podcast, hosted by yours truly, WeWe Media Group. We're the first network based in Asia to bring you all the insider news on everything affiliate related. So wherever you are in podcast land, we hope this podcast brings value to you and your business, no matter which vertical you're running in. And don't forget to share the episode with your friends and fellow affiliates, because the more you share, the more value we can bring to the industry. Let's get to the episode. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Everything Under the A Umbrella by WeWe Media. I'm your host, once again, Darren Liu, I'm recording out of beautiful Bangkok. Uh, actually, it's not too beautiful right now. October or September, October is actually heavy rainy season, so it's it's pretty crappy. But uh, today we have a special guest, ex-senior vice president of supply and strategy of Mundo Media, Mike Samira. What's up, Mike? Hey, good evening, Darren. How are you? Good, man. Uh, so I just want to just say a little blip because this is a very special episode for me personally. Uh, I've known Mike for so long. I uh, grew up sort of uh, in the same neighborhood. We played basketball together for a long time. He was on the same team as my older brother, someone I've really looked up to um, for a long time, not just in the basketball space, but just like almost like a second older brother. Um, and he's actually the reason why I got into this space uh, if you don't mind, Mike, I'm just going to share quickly about, you know, how I got my foot in the door. For sure. Yeah. So uh, it started off, actually, you invited me to your bachelor party, which I was uh, very surprised of, but I was really excited, uh, mostly because your younger brother, John Samira, who I work with now at WeWe Media, uh, we were both kind of like the young bucks at the party. There's this one night at Excess, and we just, you know, John and I were chilling, and we just saw you guys, you know, just buying bottles and rounds of bottles. And John and I were just asking each other, like, like, what do these guys do? Like, how are they just popping off like this? Like, and, and it's like nobody's business, you know. And we looked at the bill after and John and I were just like, shit, dude, like, how are we going to get this money? You know, and it was like such a normal thing to you guys. So uh, after the trip, John and I had a little discussion and then I kind of reached out to you. I said, hey, Mike, um, if there's an opening at Mundo Media, you know, I'd like to try, give uh, affiliate marketing a try. And uh, you got me in the door, and uh, I guess the rest is history. And like five years later, we're on a podcast together, so that's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, you know, credit to you. You were um, you're ready to do anything, and I think we started you off as, uh, I guess, um, I said I didn't really have anything at the affiliate manager level, but um, I think we had you managing uh, a lot of uh, inbound applications for, for publishers first, and uh, you were totally cool with it. So, uh, again, um, it was a credit to you that you just uh, saw something interesting um, and you uh, wanted to see what's all what it was all about, and um, you came in and um, you were my insurance guy. Uh, actually, yeah. <laughs> you're my, uh, so I didn't know what was going to go on with insurance, but, um, I was glad to have you, um, you know, on board and, and, um, uh, show you the ropes a little bit, but, uh, also uh, there was an established team as well in processes, which, um, you know, you had to learn, but you also had the, uh, the foresight to actually put together some of your own processes that, uh, resonated really well, not only with, um, people, um, in the department, but also cross-departmental, uh, especially when you're dealing with a, a company that was uh, as large as, as Mundo was at the time. Um, you know, you you know, essentially um, 
making great suggestions for, for processes with accounting and compliance and then, um, you know, publisher management and stuff. That was, um, you know, it was good. It was, it was, uh, good. You, you, you had a chance to, you know, build a, um, a good process for the, for the department that you took ownership of. So, yeah. And, uh, yeah, I was just thrilled to be in that industry. I mean, it was the first, you know, career that I actually truly loved. Like you mentioned, I, I was trying to sell you car and home insurance uh, when I kind of uh, asked you for an opening at Mundo, and that didn't go through, but, you know, something else opened up, and it's probably the greatest decision of my life because <laughs> from then well, on, you're, you're you are know, there, You're there in Bangkok now, right? So Yeah, it's crazy how life works, and I always tell everybody, I tell my fiancé, my Thai fiancé, that, like, everything started from Mike's bachelor party. Like, everything <laughs> The reason why I'm here in Bangkok is from that particular party. That's good. Yeah. Good Anyways, party. yeah. So now we got that out of the way. Uh, for you, Mike, how did you first get into affiliate marketing? Um, this would have it would have started off uh, when I was actually uh, working at a car magazine, um, and there was this uh, crop of uh, of guys that I mean I was there at uh, at the car magazine for about five years. And, um, you know, uh, part of that, that, that role there had me, um, selling advertising, selling, uh, magazine subscriptions, um, going to events and shooting coverage and stuff. So I was traveling a lot uh, around the, uh, the U S and we had a, a, a tight group of guys that, um, traveled around, um, and, uh, you know, you just became really good friends with them because you'd be spending eight hours, uh, on a road trip, um, an entire weekend with guys, uh, every other week almost. And, um, so we became really good friends. Uh, one of, uh, my friends uh, from the magazine got pulled into affiliate marketing. Uh, he, fir- he first started, uh, as an affiliate manager at, um, one of the really old networks, uh, Azugle. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Azugle's kind of, um, which later became Epic Ads. Uh, was is widely considered as um, uh, like the godfather of um, of uh, you know the traditional uh, CPA affiliate network, mm-hmm. and so he got in there as an affiliate manager. Um, and because we just had become such good friends uh, with you know with him and our small group, uh, he eventually, uh, as uh, there were openings um, uh, at Azugle and uh, other um, other networks in Toronto. Um, we would kind of uh, pull uh, guys uh, from the magazine over, mm-hmm. and uh, I I was uh, maybe number two or number three uh, to leave the the magazine. I also had a little bit of a hiatus. I, I, I spent some time in the Philippines for about three or four months, and when I came back, um, you know, I prepped myself for an interview at uh, an old network, and uh, was lucky enough to get the job uh, as an affiliate manager. But when I joined there, uh, two guys from the magazine uh, were already there. So um, it was uh, it was a very interesting story because I think eventually maybe ten to twelve people <laughs> uh, ended up leaving um, ended up uh, leaving the magazine for affiliate marketing. Yeah, they get on the <clears throat> they got on the AM train. But uh, what did you what did you do at the car mag? Were you writing? Yeah, I, uh, I did a bunch of stuff. Um, yeah, it was I was uh, writing articles. I was uh, selling uh, advertising space. Uh, I was uh, working events, so selling um, selling actual magazines and subscriptions at the different places. And 
yeah, doing event coverage. Uh, it was, uh, it was fun. It was really fun. Um, it was like back in, you know, when Fast and Furious was just, I think it was at number one or number two. So yeah. in terms of, uh, now they're what coming up at number nine. So, um, it was fun. It was, uh, you know, got me, uh, gave me a chance to see a lot of, um, uh, the U.S. Um, ha- established a lot of friends in, in different cities, and uh, um, you know, uh, have a great time, have fun, and um, that was one of my first jobs where um, it didn't feel like a job. It was, uh, yeah. it was, uh, it was fun. Yeah, and I'm assuming uh, I'm assuming that you carried over your copywriting skills uh, as an affiliate manager because. Uh, when I started, everyone was talking about your emailers uh, <laughs> as like the greatest mailers that you know any uh, AM has ever wrote. And you know uh, what? They were. <laughs> and, yeah, sorry, because, because each each of the uh, like offer pitches weren't just offer pitches; they had like a story behind it, and you kind of like pulled publishers in like their interest in running um, the offer. You weren't just posting numbers, right? Yeah, I mean, I think that just came natural as given my background of, of, of writing at the magazine. And uh, again, at the magazine, uh, we were bootstrapped in a way that uh, a lot of the stuff I was writing about, I either um, never saw in person. So I, I was just writing off of a, uh, a questionnaire kind of thing. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, so I mean, it, again, that, that was just something that came natural to me. Uh, I didn't know that they read it resonated so well across uh the uh you know a lot of the people um until like i met them in person and was going in conferences and people would say like oh yeah you know i still read your mailers this and that i was like oh okay <laughs> you know it's uh, it's pretty cool and you know for me to you know i think it was um as i as i rose up through um mundo and kind of started managing people and i, I think it might have been a little bit of a tough ask to ask everyone to do that but uh you know some people uh found it uh or took to it a, a little bit quicker than others so um i, I know you did uh you, you kind of put your own spin on it so that was uh that was good yeah so like copying you or taking your template like after that i had actual i actually had a great reputation of mailers in the uh, default cc russian forum mm-hmm. i was known as that am at mundo that had the best mailers so i you know, got accredited to you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so you spent nine years at Mundo Media. Wow. And you started off as, like you mentioned, a senior AM and you kind of rose up to the rankings. Uh, you, you eventually became actually my manager. You were managing the whole affiliate manager team. And then you became the senior VP of supply and strategy. Uh, a lot of feats that, you know, you jumped through in that nine years. How did you do it? And can you tell the people any challenges you faced along the way? Uh, well, I mean, it's a little bit different uh, in the sense that, um, you know, I, I've learned, especially my, my my short life after Mondo, is that um, different corporate structures will require different levels of management. Um, so, I mean, Mondo was uh, definitely a company that had um, – you know, a lot of people, it was, it was, I think at our biggest, it was like over 150 or whatever. Um, but for me, I came in with three years experience at my previous network. Um, so I came in as a senior and, and from there, you know, uh, it's tough to say. I mean, obviously there's success, uh, success and, and, and your revenue helps, um, you know, kind of spotlight, uh, what you, you know, how you perform and how, how good you, how good you are at your job, but there's another element that it's uh, it's always tricky to 
to actually quantify. Um, it's more of um, when you work with a person, you, you kind of understand if this person is more management material as opposed to, let's call them high performers, but uh, tend to work in a silo or like mm-hmm. lone wolf type of type of uh, personalities. Um, and, and that's, I, I think, where I probably, um, I guess, uh, had a lot of uh, positive attention on me was the fact that maybe uh, I was more, you know, I, I was more able to, to help uh, not only myself, but like, you know, people around me or, you know, willing to share information uh, amongst the team, uh, maybe different strategies that uh, I was I was using that uh I was seeing success with that I would share uh, because there are people uh, and it's just the nature of, of um, a sales client facing person is uh, especially if you're in competition with other people on your team, uh, you want to be able to, to keep that as, as leverage. Uh, for me, I, I think I, I probably, you could probably relate to this is, um, you know, coming from a, a team sports background um, you know, you, you come from a, uh, almost like an everybody eats, uh, type of mentality, uh, mm-hmm. where, um, you know, success is, is, is quite often shared amongst your, your teammates as opposed to, um, you know, it's almost if you, if you're doing well and your teammates aren't, you almost, sometimes you would feel uh, guilty about it. If, if, yeah. um, um, and again, it, it's, a, it's, a, it's a, a different type of mentality. I think that's probably shared with a lot of people that, um, came up with a, uh, a team element or a group element um, when they were, when they were kids. And I think sports sure. is definitely part of it. For sure. Uh, any notable greatest achievements at Mundo that you want to discuss? Um, I, I mean, I, I wouldn't limit it to Mundo. I, I, I think mm. it's more of um, for being in, in the, in the actual industry for as long as I have since 07. So we're uh, going uh, over 12 years now. Um, I love, uh, you know, I guess starting with someone, uh, uh, working with someone, a, a client at, at a certain point where, you know, either, you know, they've seen their first success on their campaign or, uh, they decide to take it full time or they make their first full time hire. Mm-hmm. Um, so, seeing companies or, or kind of people that work really closely with grow their, their um, business that had roots in affiliate manage, uh, sorry, affiliate marketing into, you know, massive, massive operations. Those are um, my like favorite stories to, to kind of tell and, and, and kind of keep an eye on um, because it, it almost just like, you know, legitimizes that, hey, you know, I worked with this person when they were, you know, it's almost like, uh, you know, seeing someone when they were a kid and then they all of a sudden they grow up, grow up and they're, you know, super successful. It's almost the same thing with, with these businesses is, oh, yeah, it's like I remember when uh, this guy was just working out of his basement or whatever. And then all of a sudden he has, um, you know, a, a team of like a 100 people or something like that. And uh, a lot of times it's they use a lot of the the successes that they've, um, you know, found in affiliate marketing and almost just pivoted a little bit into business and, in kind of where they the entire business isn't always based around affiliate marketing, but the, a lot of their learnings and, um, especially the ability to market and scale and generate revenue is, um, you know, is, uh, they definitely picked it up from, from their time grinding, uh, as an affiliate marketer. Yeah. 
that's a great perspective that I don't think a lot of you know affiliate managers uh, see. I know I've worked with a few Russian Russian guys, especially, and uh, talking to them like two or three years later, they're like, "Hey, Darren, I just want to you know kind of thank you. you. We started with you. Uh, I could now you know afford my own house, and I'm not saying that they didn't make all the revenue with me, but you know we created the foundation together." And while I was at Mundo, so that's actually a really fulfilling feeling. So I know what you mean. Yeah, I mean, even where you're at now at, uh, at WeWe, I mean, I, I know the, the founders from you know their, uh, I believe like their first really big successes were back in like 2011, 2012, and mm-hmm. to see that, um, you know, I've 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 followed their journey and and kind of to to, to see where uh, I mean both you and and and, and John are are there now, but, um, you know, I, I've always remembered, um, you know, we, we, and, 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 uh, Roddy had a different name for his company. I believe it was clicks, uh, solutions or something like that. But, uh, again, just knowing that, you know, their initial success was, you know, so long ago, you know, they've had quite the ride. Um, and then, uh, and then where you guys are now and, you know, putting on these podcasts and stuff, it, it's, um, uh, it, it's really interesting. Again, it's a, it's always a, a good story to, to to tell. Yeah, shout out Ronnie. Uh, <laughs> yeah, for all this hard work that's paying off. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, I guess the audience is kind of really wanting to know about quote unquote the downfall of Mundo or how it kind of uh, slid down. Mm-hmm. Um, so, in your perspective, or maybe you know a little bit more than you know, what we hear in the media or what we're reading, you know, what went wrong and did you expect what happened? Uh, what went wrong? I mean, it, it's, it's tough to say. It, it, it's definitely a sign of the times in the sense that, um, you know, a lot of companies that, that uh, invested a lot of resources into certain verticals um, and certain types of traffic, um you know, almost getting hit pretty hard. Uh, some of them um, may end up like, like how Mundo is, uh, or a lot of them, and, and you'll see it. And uh, one of the, one of the the questions I like to ask a lot of people is when they go to these big conferences now, take a look at the booths. Uh, who were there, you know, three or four years ago versus who's there now? Uh, there's a lot of um, acquisitions and, and and kind of mergers that are happening, and a lot of it uh, just stems from changes in um, a lot of it is changes in the app uh, industry um, you know there's a huge uh, amount of, of companies that are um, you know their entire businesses are, are built around um, you know paid paid user acquisition around apps and a lot of times um, you know the the advertisers who are ultimately footing the bill and in, in, in floating a lot of these intermediary uh uh, companies in terms of um, you know networks and that kind of stuff, um, they're they're becoming uh, a little bit more picky, I guess. Let's say it, uh, more selective on the type of traffic uh, that they want to pay for. And um, you know, Mon- Mundo was uh, one of uh, many companies that are mm-hmm. kind of caught with uh, what we like to call like a moving goalpost uh, type of um, concept when it comes to uh, uh, I guess uh, the the the, the traffic and the, and the users that these uh, advertisers are willing to pay for and those companies that aren't able to, um, you know, 
uh, go with the punches and, and go with the flow of uh, what these advertisers are looking for, uh, ultimately uh, end up uh, behind the eight ball. So um, with Mundo, it, there was that um, major shift um, in, in, in the app industry. Um, and it, it was just, uh, you know, there, there was some uh, decisions and, 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 and moves that were made um from anywhere between 2016 to, to 2019 uh, that eventually caught up uh, to the company in terms of um, some failed projects and um, maybe lack of focus because we were trying to do too much, maybe. Um, and that was the that was one of the cool things about Mundo is that uh, you had a chance to, you know, take a look at the the leaderboard and see, um, you know, people doing five figures a day across like five or six verticals. Um, which was cool because you're able to, you know, uh, especially in your position or in my position, you know, um, connect with uh, your, your publisher partners and let them know if they wanted to pivot outside of what they're currently doing, then, you know, you're able to, to kind of let them know what else is working well um, in another vertical that they have, may have no other idea, um, no idea what, you know, how to run it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. um yeah, I mean that that's that's ultimately what uh uh what was tough with Mundo. I mean, my understanding in terms of uh what I knew was that the company was being actively shopped uh, around from the beginning of the year and um you know and and that buyer uh would have come in to uh kind of uh replace what would be the the bank's kind of um debt that was uh over the company. Yeah. I mean, it's quite obvious in 2016, the biggest mistake that Mundo made was letting me go to Bangkok. <laughs> <laughs> was it, was it in 2016? I don't know, but it, I'm just saying, I'm joking. It could have all been prevented, man. <laughs> so what, what would be some of the, the lessons, uh, learned from this downfall of Mundo? If you have um, any. Less, I guess it depends on who. Who's less yeah, we are asking. Is. I mean, for me, when I was looking for my next spot, um, you know, I had a couple consulting gigs, but uh, I always wanted to, I mean, speaking, spending so much time uh, on the network side was if I was going to go somewhere else, I wanted to go somewhere that had um, some type of uh, owned and operated property in the sense that, uh, you know, they had their own offers or they had their own traffic. They had... Uh, something that was, you know, very transparent, um, that, uh, the sales team, um, could sell against, uh, because, uh, mind you, I was coming from, um, a spot where, you know, when you're selling network traffic or third party distribution, um, you know, a lot of, uh, a lot of visibility was, was masked, um, a lot of, um, User LTV stuff was, was, uh, I mean, you could ballpark it, but you couldn't be super precise. Whereas if, um, where if you're working at a place or, or, or selling against a place that had, um, you know, own and operated properties, you, you knew the exact, uh, user behavior, uh, of the people that, that was, that were visiting your sites. Um, that was a great asset for sales to use when they were, um, you know, con- reaching out to advertisers and advertisers uh, were curious as to the type of users that um, they would be receiving. So um, I really wanted to go to to, to somewhere else that had uh, at least that element because being uh, a, a, an intermediary and um, really just um, 
taking a cut of mm-hmm. uh, of an offer was uh, being in a hotbed of networks in Toronto. It was uh, losing its luster, uh, yeah. so to speak. I mean, um, I always I always joke that um, you know a network is really uh, one guy that's willing to take of you know, 50 cents uh, less than the guy next to him mm-hmm. and all he needs is a tracking platform and, and the funding. And, um, you know, I, I thought that that sell uh, or that, that value add business model was just getting too uh, competitive. And um, for me, myself, uh, again, uh, I was looking for uh, at least a, a, a next spot that would have different elements of it and, um, it's cool to have a network, but it's great to have something else um, uh, boosting, uh, I guess, the internal value of the overall company. Yeah. So that's a pretty smooth transition to my, my next question, actually. So I understand that you're now consulting for Fluent. And uh, can you kind of tell us how that's, how that's been so far and if you have any other exciting initiatives that you're currently working on? Well, actually, I... Um, I had a couple of week or not a couple of weeks. Uh, so after Mundo, um, I had, I, you know, I enjoyed the, the chance of, of connecting with a lot of um, companies that I always considered uh, cool places that, that for me to, to work at either because I had a lot of friends there or really um, admired their, their business model or, you know, really saw a, a lot of potential for success. Uh, Fluent was one of them. Uh, I did work with them closely f- uh, from May through July. Uh, I've also had a chance to just sit and chat with a, a number of different companies uh, in Toronto and also outside of Toronto. And yeah, I mean, uh, I've I've always saw myself as a company guy. I mean, it's evident with mm-hmm. uh, the time I spent at Mundo and, and the time I spent at the network before. Um, but it really gives gives me a, gave me a chance to to connect with people and understand a little bit more about their business model, um, and uh, you know, influence case I, I got had a chance to work with my friends and, and and stuff. It was it was cool, but also gave me a chance to understand like the inner workings of of different companies processes and you know when you're living in a bubble for so long, um, you're so used to doing business a certain way. Um, and now I'm, uh, I'm actually at another company, uh, called, uh, DMS Group and I'm working cl- very closely with a company that they acquired in 2018, which is W4, which is a really established, uh, network. Uh, so I get to learn. I mean, I'm, I've, 2019 for me has been uh, a year of uh, transition and learning and, uh, um, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's fun. I get to, you know, integrate with like really established teams. Uh, so that's new, uh, you know, coming from a, a, a place where I handpicked my team and, and, and was uh, at the company since, you know, very early. Um, you know, coming in as, as, as an outsider, especially, uh, because I'm working remote, it's different. And, um, not to say that it's bad, it's just, uh, um, very different in, in learning just even new platforms. I'm so used to, one particular tracking platform and then to transition to uh, a third party versus another proprietary one versus like uh, all, all this kind of stuff. It's, it's, um, it's different and it keeps me on my toes and um, you know, I, I'm enjoying it. So nice, man. Uh, so being one of, you know, the longest lasting veterans in the industry, nine plus years, uh, actually you, I didn't see you at AWE this year. Uh, in Barcelona, 
mm-hmm. and this might have been the first I think it's the first conference that you've missed in like nine years. You probably have the record for most, con- <laughs> uh, most conferences floor attendance. <laughs> I, I've been I've been to a lot. Um, I'm sure there are others that are are, are way ahead of me. That uh, I would say the generation before um, that are still kicking around. But uh, yeah, I definitely had a, a quite a streak of um, yeah. you know um, you know the affiliate worlds, the affiliate summits. Um, you know, even hosting our own, um, and that was always fun. Um, but yeah, it, it uh, again, like I said, it, it's it's 2019. I'm not. Uh, it, it was, you know, there's a big change that that I had to kind of uh, power through, and um, you know, I, I I wasn't gonna sulk about it um, mm-hmm. in the sense that hey, you know, missing missing out on these big big conferences and, and um, you know, hanging out with uh, a lot of my industry friends. But, uh, you know, I, I, I feel that I've, I've uh, found a really good home uh, at, at DMS Group. And, and, you know, it's been, uh, honestly, it's only been, uh, I'm not, not even a weekend. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, the, the pace is there. The pace, and, and, and um, that's one thing that, that I missed was um, that affiliate network pace that uh, the people work at it very very quick very uh keeps you on your toes uh, everyone's got revenue on their mind type of thing mm-hmm. and uh, you know it's infectious so um all the way out you know they're the closest or sorry the office that I'm working closely with is in Los Angeles but you know their energy level is super high and um you know it definitely has an effect uh, on me you know uh in Toronto nice so uh, for listeners um, in podcast land, you know, some of them might be considering starting a serious career in affiliate marketing. And with your reputation, with your resume, um, do you have any tips or suggestions for people looking to start a career in the AM industry? Um, it, it, it's it's tough. I mean, if it's the, the exercise that I always um, uh, like to ask people is kind of like, you know, how much, you know, does your significant other, uh, if you were to describe your work, um, you know, can you describe it to your significant other or your parents or something like that? And, um, that's always a fun question to ask because uh, so in most cases, a lot of people will say no. Uh, they Or they have some convoluted um, idea of of, uh, of what they do. Uh, for me, it's, it, it's really just, um, you know, affiliate marketing is – a specialized sales, especially being in like uh, as a affiliate manager or on the sales side, it's really just specialized sales. Um, the the good thing is that you know outside of a traditional, say larger company where maybe it's regionalized or hyper verticalized, you're only selling one product. Um, you know you have the ability to to sell a, a bunch of different products at the same time. Uh, you it's a really big uh, opportunity to sell yourself as, as an individual and, and um, personally um, because the, 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 the concept or the, the foundation is fluid enough that, you know, um, it can get into different verticals. And if you wanted to get into something more traditional or like, um, you know, you could be selling professional services leads or something like that. You can get, you know, really, I guess traditional, or you can really go um, very non-traditional and and get into you know other other types of deals. But the key thing is, um, you know, if you're comfortable with sales, it gives you a chance to um, to connect with people all over the world. 
um, in most cases, uh, again, uh, depending on, on the companies that you're talking to, um, because the, as, as uh, one of my good friends always says, the internet is a big place. So it's, uh, yeah. it, and, and it doesn't stop. So, uh, there's gonna be lots of opportunities and little pockets that, um, uh, that are available and, and, and you can, and pockets that you can actually make yourself. So, um, it, it's, I still encourage people to, to, to learn about it. I would say learn about it first before committing uh, to wanting to, uh, uh, a career in it. But uh, if it's something that uh, you think uh, you'd enjoy as, as, a, as a professional, then I would say there's really no other – again, I'm, I, I live in the, uh, the, the, the bubble, but, I mean, I – it's it's done really well for me, and I've brought a lot of people into the industry, and I think most of the people that I've brought in have all really enjoyed it and have yeah. made careers. My my hands up. <laughs> but uh, yeah. yeah, like you mentioned, explaining the your your career to your significant other. Other, I remember how difficult it was to explain what I do at Mundo. So mm-hmm. I just said uh, I generate installs for Uber. And they got it. <laughs> Somewhere yeah, I mean, that's, the other. Let's see, find the, the lowest common denominator or the most yeah. common denominator. You know, Uber's Uber's a great uh, a great way to um, to connect. So the last question before we wrap up, uh, Mike, if you could do if you could do it all again, would you change anything, or would you just you know have it how it is because it's all been a great ride so far? Uh. uh it's it's tough to say. Uh, I mean, you know, hindsight's always twenty twenty, and be like, okay, well, I'd love to uh, break off and start my own network earlier or whatever. But ultimately, I'm 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 really happy as to where I am now. Um, you know, spending all that time in one place, uh, I think, uh, you know, it, it allowed me to to grow as as a person. But again, uh, it kept me in a bubble. Um, but it. it uh, that, that company had the resources to, to had you know to, to not only send me but you know send uh, a lot of team members all over the place. So connecting with people, um, you know, that's still really valuable. And um, for me, I, 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 you know, I probably put myself in a in a in a bad mood if I if I had to go back and say, okay, I I, I would have left being an affiliate manager at this time to yeah. either start my own thing and, and kind of, or, you know, team up with someone and, 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 you know, own something ourselves. But, uh, ultimately I'm, I'm, I'm happy where I'm at now. Um, you know, uh, I'm happy where a lot of my, my colleagues and people I've worked with are at now too. Um, so yeah, sure. I mean, I, I probably would have like made some changes back then, but I'm, I, I, again, I don't want to dwell on, on, uh, what, what, what should have been, and, and uh, again, I really see this this year moving forward being, uh, you know, really key and, and, and fun for me uh, in terms of like integrating with a, a new team. Um, you know, this these past few months have allowed me to connect with a lot of uh, colleagues and, and kind of work with them a little bit closer to see those guys really take off. It's um, Again, it's it, it's it's um it's fun, and uh, again, I'm really happy as to where I am now, and I see a lot of potential over the next um, you know 12, 18 months for for myself, and and having a lot of fun, and 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 um you know uh, 
I would change stuff. Uh, I mean, I could change stuff from uh, going back 12 years, but I, I, I probably wouldn't. Yes, sir. I totally agree. And like one final shout out to Mundo and the resources because, and also another final shout out to you because our Mundo Asia trip, six, <laughs> six cities in Asia and you, um, you brought me along and it was one of the most memorable trips of my life. Opened my eyes to Asia and I fell in love with it. And now I'm here in Bangkok. So one final shout out to you. Thank you, Mike, for everything you've done for me. And, uh, I guess any last words or we're going to wrap it up? Uh, nothing much. Just, uh, you know, uh, thanks for, for reaching out to me and, and asking me to be part of, um, the, the podcast. I, I found it very interesting that, that, um, that you guys, uh, what, which episode is this now? Like six? Yeah, five? like seven or something. Six or seven. Yeah. And you guys are getting some, some cool guests on. You know, I just listened to the one with, um, uh, our good friend, uh, Benjamin Young, uh, yeah. uh last week. So, uh, you know, kudos to you guys for, for innovating. And I don't know how many other networks are, are, are doing something like this, but I, I, I think it's, I think it's, uh, pretty fun and, and you guys are, are enjoying it and getting, um, you know, building your platform and bringing on some, some, uh, you know, interesting, uh, personalities and individuals. Um, but yeah, you know, uh, thanks, thanks to WeWe Media. Shout out to Ronnie and Aaron and, and that whole team and, um, wishing you guys uh, nothing but, uh, the best. I, I'm probably going to see you guys at a conference, uh, coming up soon. So Bangkok, uh, bro, Bangkok. <laughs> <laughs> so that's, uh, that's your backyard. So, uh, yeah. And that, um, you know, that Asia tour was super fun. I think it was six cities in 18 days. Um, Crazy, felt like dude. a boy band. Um, <laughs> but shout out to, to, to all those guys in, in, in those cities. And, um, yeah. I mean, again, thanks for reaching out and, and uh, having me um, as, as a part of this, uh, this episode. Amazing, man. Okay, guys, uh, that's going to wrap it up for this episode. Thanks again, Mike, and we'll see you guys soon. Again, thanks for listening, guys. And we'd also love to hear from you on what our podcast can improve on, any topics you'd like to hear, who would you like us to interview, etc. And uh, don't forget to check out our blog at blog.weemedia.com slash podcast. That's where we upload all our show notes. And last but not least, do remember to subscribe to us on iTunes or Spotify and tune in if you don't use iTunes. And make sure you leave us a review because more people will see our podcast and we can share more content with everybody in the AM podcast world. Thanks again, guys, and see you on the next podcast.